What's up, fuckers? Hey, how's it going? Who the hell are ya? Dude, bonus episode. I love doing these because I it's... I got a huge bonus, dude. Dude, huge bonus <laughs> with an <My> ER. Bluetooth, <laughs> please like and subscribe. <laughs> Bluetooth for that huge bonus. <laughs> so we're going to talk about action movies. Um, I have a list of kind of action movies that I feel like if you haven't seen them, I get to take your man card away. Okay. And we're going to go through those movies slowly. So, Spencer, name one of your favorite action movies. Not your favorite, just one of them. Oh, man, that's a fucking crazy question, dude, because there's so many genres of action movies. There's horror action, there's thriller action, there's Predator. Solid choice. That's one of the... Number one on the list of man card movies. Okay, yeah, I'll, Predator. That's that's you know. You don't get to say Predator. I'm yeah. old enough that I can say that I watch Predator on video VHS. Same. We um, actually we can all we all can say that we've seen. Movies yeah, he's on like, VHS. don't forget about me. Predator when it first came out on VHS. I am the youngest here. <laughs> I, I am the youngest here, and I was day. watching VHS fucking. So there's well, you they're, lived in Ukraine, so. <laughs> I lived, I lived, we got VHS I roughly in, 2004. I live in America and I watch VHS, so get fucked. Okay, <laughs> give me bit. one of your movies. Quest. With Van Damme? With Van Damme. I'll give you that. I mean... I, I actually was just talking to Spencer about it. Bloodsport and Quest, one of my two top, two, two favorite Van Damme movies. They're great movies. I bet you're just like it's the a biggest Mark, Van Damme fan. It, I I was a massive Van Damme uh, fan. It, it shows. It's I was a huge Van. I Damme actually fan, was Van Damme fan myself. I'm gonna make a T-shirt that says Van my Damme my fan. my dad. My dad actually <laughs> used to train me to do the splits, and I can actually do the splits. I never trained you to prove do it. that. Yeah, yeah, prove it. <laughs> I want you to see you do the splits no, I, in between I, I, those two chairs. I actually can't do it anymore, but no. because you have to stretch, he would stretch the living shit out. I mean, he would like, you, Same. Would, you. You would get on the fucking. I could do a triple back, and he would he would push you down like just just slowly to stretch you. It it, it was fucking ridiculous because it looked like a splits guy. Actually, I, I, I <laughs> believe it or not, I I was a splits guy. Like the only I, thing I split now is the seam of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Is my butthole? <laughs> uh, Jeez! <laughs> no, but uh, dude, my mom's gonna listen to that. As and long re- as you split it, not somebody else split it in your butthole. <laughs> That's great. No, dude, did you hear the episode where he was talking about Reacher? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I would let Reacher split me too. I don't, you know, he's a huge, you, you get it, uh, attractive <laughs> man. I don't think you would have a choice if he wanted to. No. No, it's like hi, a fucking hi, welcome to prison. gorgeous gorilla. It's just he's gorgeous gorilla. Wow. Oh man, Shout let's out to see. Alan Rickman. Yeah, Richson. Rich. We, fuck. We've talked about this. We did talk about this, but whatever his name please is, like, please, yeah. please like, his name is Richard. Over and split Yeg in half. <laughs> oh, you definitely his coffee <laughs> split fucking right in the middle. <laughs> fucking Christ! Why did I do this? <laughs> Um, I'm going to throw out another one of those 
uh, action movies that you have to have seen to be able to hold your man card. And I'm going to go right towards the top of Judge the Judge Red! God, what is wrong with you? Judge Die Hard. Red? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Judge Die Red. Hard, dude. The reluctant hero. The Christmas, the Christmas movie that we were going to talk about. Get fucked. It is a Christmas movie. Thank it's, you. No, it's Spencer. a movie that takes oh, place during Christmas. Get fucked, little uh, fucking gingerbread man. Christmas movie is any movie you watch during Christmas. It has more time. Christmas shit in it than fucking Home Alone. He's No. Yes, it does. It has. Oh, you little fucking fucker. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it has more Christmas music than fucking Home Alone. He has more Christmas trees than Home Alone. Home Alone. And, Do you have proof? Yes. Fucking movie. Watch it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Eyes. Open them. God damn it. I'm blind and I can see it. For a person who doesn't believe in Christ, you are passionate <laughs> no, about Christmas the, movies. The Christ. <laughs> the Christ. <laughs> the, the Christ. No, uh... I think Die Hard is an important like staple of action movies because it was like the start of the reluctant action hero who was placed Very in a situation he was not suited for. He was not really capable of handling, and he still came out on top. Yes. And he was a very like kind of John Christmas, Everyman. Christmas concept at the fucking bottom of it. Hey. Bare minute. Action movies, yay. Action <laughs> Christmas. movies. Christmas. Action I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. There's so many subgenres of of action movies, Christmas action movies, alien action movies, um, Fifth Element. But yeah. but the common denominator is action movie. True. It's all about the setting, True. right? So as long as you have an action hero in the action that's movie, that's another subgenre. Could be like classified through like action heroes, like Schwarzenegger, Van Damme. Stallone. Commando, baby. Let's go. Oh, dude. Oh, since Remember when I would, said I would kill you last? <laughs> I lied. <laughs> dude, I say that probably at least three, four times a week and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Do you ever about. say it to your wife? You're like, remember when I told you I said I'd get off? I would get you off? I lied. Remember when I said I was going to beat it up? I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Gar! <laughs> oh my god, it's so great. <laughs> but yeah, fucking. I mean, I was born in 1980. I grew up on all those big oh, action stars like Van Damme and Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, Damn. even though he was Spans, the Russian. You're, you're like a decade older than me. and that See, was, So like, you were 1990, right, Yeg? I, I could not tell the difference. Like, Dave was like fucking a couple of years older than me, and I would be like, he, is he the same age as my mom? But No, uh, yeah, like 44 next month. Yeg, you were born in 90? Yeah, I was 85. I'm directly in the middle. Yeah. Wow. We've got, we've covering, I mean, we're covering... The whole spectrum of golden era of action movies. The the best actually. I mean, John the, Wick. The John Wick series came out what two thousand. I'm gonna be honest. 14? John Wick is great, but that was like the best movie that came out for quite a literally fucking a twenty years, a, a bare minimum. Can you think of somebody else that is better? 
in between those times. I mean, and Bruce Willis was there, but he is he's also in that. He's that also era like of... age dementia, but fucking. So I I think since we're on the topic of John Wick, which is an important staple in action yeah, movies. Dave believes yeah. he has a church. He has actually please like him so, so subscribe. He has a <laughs> the, John, John Wick's church. He has no, it's fucking, Dave Wick's church. Yeah, Dave yeah. Wick chapter of... <laughs> <laughs> Dave Wick chapter Dave, of getting Dave, people yeah. fired at XL. <laughs> actually, I don't know if you know this because his name was Dave Wick for a good solid, what, two years? Something I, like that, I did yeah. not, but I actually gave him a present. For no, 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 no. You gotta hear this. It's it's funny. So, Dave was a trainer at work, and if somebody was a fucking had a reputation for being a shitbag, they would get assigned to Dave as a trainer because Dave would be the ultimate like yay or nay of like, are you gonna make it or are you gonna go fuck yourself? I'm gonna be honest. I cannot see that. No, it's but the but problem also, is I have, I have a different experience with exactly. you as, as a lead as a yeah and and that's one thing I've I've had to talk I about with a couple heard people stories okay of like when I was an operator versus a lead because I've you kind of have to take a different perspective of when you're in a leadership role versus when you're still like kind of one of the bottom guys or however you want to describe it I'm not. Saying that like one person is more important than the other. But when you're in a trainer position and you become kind of that ultimate decision maker, you get a little harsh and you uh, use your best judgment on people. And I created quite a body count. No, there was a definite... I've heard. I actually... Quite literally heard about Dave's body count. He's been a fucking Grim Reaper of fucking XL. There was, yeah, I mean, so Dave and I were both trainers on in the same building. And uh, it was pretty apparent. I would get, like, people that were doing okay, you know, and, and get my assessment on people that were doing okay. And Dave would get the people that were doing, had a bad reputation just to get, confirmation on like should we get rid of this person for sure <laughs> you know there was a few people there was maybe a, one or two people that I gave negative reviews on like you know this person probably isn't fit they are not getting what's going on and out of the you know 50 or 60 people that I trained during that time like Dave got the total opposite experience of like. <laughs> it was either fix him or get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, Spence, do you remember when I was like my first couple of days, like you were you were there, and I was just starting, just barely my third, fourth day, like, and I was doffing and shit. And yeah. Like, do, do you remember like showing me how to doff? Yeah. Like you like I don't remember what I was doing, but like you like if you fucking. Do not move your hand or shit. Like, I'm going to fucking slap you. <laughs> like, I'm the nice guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm the nice guy. You're like, you're like just, just, just turn. Just turn your fucking shit. Just... <laughs> I, I love it. I, and I'm the nice guy. That guy sitting over there, he's the opposite. Like, I swear to God, if you fucking do not move your hand, I'm fucking going to slap you. <laughs> 
That's uh, what I'm saying. I'm the nice guy. And, yeah. I, and I got it. Like, guess what? Fucking one month later, I'm with this fucker. And apparently, it was good enough for him. Yeah. Well, I could see that you got the concept. You didn't get people, smacked, did the you? The people that were getting sent to him weren't getting the concept. <laughs> no, I so. got a lot of people fired. Yeah. And it earned the but, reputation but, of Dave Wick. It was, uh, That's true. Yeah, I, I heard about reputation. But. Yeah. It's it's not bullshit. It's the truth. Three new guys with a fucking pencil. Listen, we have, <laughs> listen, we have a guy with a heart attack. <laughs> he would practice in the take-ups just throwing Dexter knives at... <laughs> what? I would, I would never do that. He fucking goes back. Allegedly. At, at, he fucking, like, literally yesterday, he goes back to his PC room and grabs a fucking pencil. There was, no, so, there was a pencil laying on the floor in the SPC room, and I was like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start carrying that around with me, because <laughs> I think people forgot who Dave Wick really was, <laughs> so I had it sticking out of my uh, lapel pocket or breast Shit, pocket. these days, most people be like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? You fucking was gone for 10 seconds, 10 seconds, and the so, wrap yeah. goes off, and he's like, I'm fucking... I'm walking <laughs> down the line with this pencil in my hand, like, I'm, anyway. So, yeah, no. Enough stories about Rob. <laughs> <laughs> So the the thing about John Wick that was so interesting to me is that they took a fucking pencil with a fucking pencil. So they took what was essentially like a washed up action hero, which was mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, because look at his early career and he had like uh, speed and Point Break, and then he had a slew of just shitty movies, and then he had some other really great movies that kind of uh, went in between. The Matrix, the Matrix, right? Um, okay. So they they took that guy, and they wrote this character, and then they brought in Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves had some different ideas, like, well, let's show this ex hitman wearing his underwear, let's show him feeding his dog and drinking coffee and things like that. Let's let's change the paradigm from the kind of Charles Bronson hitman character to like let's make him a real guy with a checkered past that we don't talk about but then you add in things like they put the whole lore in with the gold coins and then he comes in with this action style that nobody had ever seen before and i remember seeing the movie and watching him the way he handles his gun going, that's just, just that's straight, center axis reload. Mili- that, yeah. Military grade fucking special forces. Military grade is like the bottom of the barrel. But w- him using the, the, the car stance real. and the way he handled himself and cross-mixing judo and kung fu and all these other things. And I'm watching this and I'm just like mind blown at how awesome this is that he took all these elements that we'd only seen glimpses of in movies and blended them all together to make this super cool character. And I'm going to be real. Keanu Reeves is not like the greatest actor. No, no but, but he, he sells the, that character in that first the movie. Boom. He, yeah. he definitely does the job. He puts the effort. You can never say like he's lazy. He, Oh no, 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 no. Nobody can ever say Keanu Reeves is lazy. He's not the best actor. Well, up until that point, like, up until that point, you can say, "Oh, this is a Keanu Reeves movie." I mean, The Matrix was kind of a divergence into like a different. That was, that was a different style. Movie. Different style, but like it's like Bill and Ted's. 
Like, it's Keanu yeah. Reeves in this movie. That's what exactly. we're expecting. So, yeah, I mean, I had the same, same, same reaction when I first saw John Wick. Like, going into it thinking it's a Keanu Reeves movie and then seeing what he was doing in these action sequences and just being same thing my um, own, like yeah that's the factor is when you can displace the actor from the character because you watch a John Wick movie even as like almost silly as they've gotten you go that's not a Keanu Reeves movie that's a John Wick movie yeah um who remembers watching John Wick trailer for the first time like before, I do before it came out like, did it like spark you as a one of the best movies? No. So and what's it, funny is I remember I saw the trailer and I distinctly remember my dad telling me, "Oh, I'm gonna go see this movie, John Wick," and I watched the trailer and I went, "It's a Keanu Reeves movie. How good can it really be?" And I distinctly wrong. remember he took my mom to a date night to go see that movie, and. I had talked to him, you know, a few days later, and he goes, you have to see John Wick. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's a Keanu Reeves movie. He hasn't made a good movie in eight years or whatever at this point. And then uh, the DVD came out, and I bought the DVD because he recommended it so highly. You did not fucking watch it in the movie theater. I did not. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> Fuck, Dave. You're not even a true fan. So, no, I, I remember I came home from work, and we had kind of a friend of the, of the family living at home at the time, and I had already bought the movie and all this, and he is watching it, and I walked in at the moment where it's like the start of the Red Circle shootout, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the movie where you really see John Wick, John Wick, and I'm standing there, at the top of the staircase with my backpack on and I watched like three seconds of it and I went, what are you watching? He goes, John Wick. And I was like, oh, okay. I stood there for the entire sequence plus some standing there with my backpack and my work boots still on just going with my mouth open going, what the, this is not at all what I expected from this movie. Gun foo, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, I purposely like went to my room and I was like, when you're done watching this, will you let me know? And he's like, he came down and he's like, hey, I'm done watching this movie. So I took the DVD and I watched it. I watched that movie twice in a row. That's how enamored I was with it. That that movie was one of those movies that the way that the way uh, the trailers, everything showed about it. It was it was not the it movie was weak. It was goddamn fucking weak. Everything they showed about it until I saw it in the movie theaters. I took my entire family there. We watched it. And that's that. That's where I fell in love with. Like, that movie was just well built. Like, everything that they created, the lore. They created, the like, the little mystery to it. Everything you wanted to know about it. Like, like I want to know more about this shit. Like, yeah. like yeah. that movie <laughs> was presented at very... Minimum a C tier movie, like from trailers. Yeah, everything about that movie was never good to begin with. But then you watch the movie, you watch Keanu Reeves perform, you watch Keanu Reeves behind the scenes after after the movie. Like he just worked hard to to like deliver. Like he 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 tried and like the the more the more movies they made, I did not say like. John Wick 1 is by far my 
best my my favorite movie just because of how it was innovative ex- executed yeah. how much money they spent on it how, like how much money they spent on it but how much effort he put into it so out of the franchise which one is your favorite aside from one because everybody's favorite is going to be one two three and four pick one uh it's definitely not four four is my least favorite therefore it's between two and three um I did like the the villain of the third one therefore therefore I actually would pick the fucking third one god damn it. Spencer god damn it I would pick the third one because... so I had a similar experience to you I didn't I actually never I don't think recall like seeing trailers for it or anything like I'm probably sure I that, that saw was, trailers for it for, for me that was one of the random movies we just went and saw it because it's Keanu Reeves he's a good actor and like we went we, we went and saw it like it was a mind-blowing random experience to yeah me. like for sure but yeah I had <clears throat> I hadn't seen any of the trailers for it and then my dad similar to you just told me that I had to see this movie. I, mean, I grew up handling guns and, and being fascinated with with different guns and and uh, handling firearms and stuff like that. And my dad was a big advocate of like owning guns and being familiar with firearms and also like self defense karate. Mm-hmm. fighting techniques and stuff like that and uh so when i went and saw it finally i saw it in the theaters and, and the same thing i was just really enamored by like the style that he was using firearms and self-defense techniques like you know jujitsu and in and, and different techniques in fighting with a firearm involved and uh same thing I had to go see it I think I went and saw it twice or three times in the theaters and then bought it eventually on just streaming platform you know um seen all the movies I think that my favorite for sure is the first one and then I did like second favorite probably the is that is it the second one with the dogs Third one. Yeah, Halle Berry's dogs. Yeah. That's the third, the third one. one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's my second favorite. I gotta just go because with... of the dogs, like the training. I mean um, also just It the... was it was also like I'm I'm gonna even though I just named the third one as my favorite besides the first one, the dogs choreography looked very staged. Oh, the, it the, was. That, that was the that was the only problem because there was a lot of times where he could have used the gun, but he, the, like they used the the gun and like they used the gun, dog. They used the gun. They used the dog instead of the gun. Yeah, and there was a couple moments in the third one where the dogs would like bite a guy's balls, and then Harry, Halle Berry just comes in and double taps him in the head, where it was like he, you could have just shot him or, or he could he you know just use the dog yeah, as a diversion but yeah it was Halle Berry and staged so I gotta admit that the third one is my least favorite of the John Wick movies huh. 
And I loved what Halle Berry did. I think she was so good. I and she played it back. She played it to the bone. But the problem I have is watching her performance was like saying, yeah, she watched the first two John Wick movies and she's just trying to emulate what Keanu Reeves did without kind of creating something different or unique of her own. Even with the dogs, it felt like she was John Wick with two dogs. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to go with my second favorite is honestly John Wick 2. And that's because I think more of the uh, the social media campaign that came with John Wick 2 where you saw him training with Terran Tactical and doing a lot of the three gun stuff and actually nailing these targets and in doing the the judo and the jujitsu and everything that came with it like he really sold that in john wick 2 the the problem i have with the sequels is like john wick 2 it was like uh somebody presented the script to the studio and was like we want to make this bigger yeah and the studio was like yeah let's make it bigger and better and then the person with the script was like no 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 just bigger and they forgot to make it better. So <laughs> I think it, that happens with a lot of sequels. Is sequels. that's just the way it goes. That's why I usually it's hard everybody's to favorite is the first one. Yeah, and and it very rarely comes out with the sequel being better than the original, which kind of brings me to my next one: T two, Terminator two, Judgment Day. And I will I, fight. I, 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 I can tell you right now, T two is the original. <laughs> you know well it's just tied in no like, just the way I watched so it too because great with the when it and was T- and T- it was T- so much came, more advanced T1 came out like I don't even think I was fucking like born or fucking not even in existence or fucking a baby therefore T2 when I saw it it was really really fucking good that's, well, that's it, the first movie I like from Terminator series T2 was the first one I saw well, and I know I, I had seen Terminator before I saw Terminator 2, but I can't remember it because of my age. So Terminator 1 came out in 1984. <laughs> like me. <laughs> hey, I want you to look at that table right in front of you. Look down. Look down. You see a blank spot? Go ahead and smash your face into it. <laughs> I definitely wa- remember watching Terminator 1 first multiple times before T2 even came out, and especially because I remember watching it as a kid with my younger brothers, like in the front room on VHS, and there's a sex scene in Terminator 1. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, because I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah, and one of my younger brothers turned to my, my mom and my dad, I can't remember who it was. And said, oh, my winky hurts. It's standing up. (laughs) (laughs) It seems my wee-wee has been stricken with rigamotis. So that's a distinct memory I have Uh, of Terminator. But I do, I really think that the way that Terminator 2, like, just fucking wrapped everything into the same package, like... But in a much better way. In a much better way. T T two is by far the best movie. You know, and, and it's funny because you can, can we agree that on that? 
you could watch T2 right now and say this movie still holds up across time, even though that movie came out in like 1991. And here we are in 2023. I was one years old. Yeah, fuck off. But I think there's something to be said for the stylizing that they did in that movie. Like the leather pants, leather jacket, black t-shirt kind of thing. It was more of a biker. Very much so. Well, actually, that's how this movie starts. He yeah. Steals, yeah, no, he's in a biker bar. He's which, in a biker which bar I get, he steals the fucking outfit of a biker. It's just the the objectivity that, like, he embodied more than just what was popular at the time. Because you had a lot of, like, 80s rock stars who were into the leather pants and leather jacket kind of thing. He made it look so cool. And also that he didn't just go out with, like, all these automatic weapons and everything. You know, he had, like, a lever-action shotgun, which you hadn't seen for the last 40 years in cinema. And he was using a 1911 while everybody else was rocking Berettas and Glocks um, and things of that okay. nature. But okay. he was just, like... 1911's hmm. been popular. Like, it's the most it popular has been. in... in. It actually, I don't even think 1911 never changed. I think it's been the most popular gun in the world. It has been, but the fact that everybody else in that time frame, you think of Bruce Willis and Die Hard was in uh, 87 or 88, and then Lethal Weapon in Die, or in uh, Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon was using a Beretta, and all these other characters were at the same time, but this guy. Went back to the classic, and um, and he just like made it look so cool. All of it, you know, from like riding the the fat boy Harley and fucking, ro- yeah, because he wasn't dumb. <laughs> no, uh, at at the time, nineteen eleven, and uh, both Beretta ninety two was by far fucking. Either way, it's just a simple fact that he was using these much older style weapons while dressed in this kind of modern like biker era garb while riding a fat boy Harley which looked awesome and he's just like swinging this lever action shotgun around and blasting shit and it's just like Schwarzenegger was so cool in that movie yeah and it's well that whole that whole era Schwarzenegger was king in action movies we even made a movie fucking action what is it last action hero yeah that was like the end of kind of his streak right right but like that whole era who remembers commando with him and the fucking rocket launcher yeah (laughs) oh for sure I mean I think that's Alyssa Milano um, yeah, as the daughter, not, Ray Don Chong. <laughs> let's not get crazy with that one. <laughs> like, I no, know. No, no, no. Uh, like, is so she Commando, not? Yes. Commando came out in what, like, 1985 or six? She yeah, is somewhere around six or seven years old in that time. I, and so seeing her as a teenager, I was like, dude, that little girl. <laughs> she's so cute. I mean, she's fucking hot. But, yeah. like, I mean, uh, yeah. Have dude. you been on Epstein's? 
Jesus uh, one eight Christ. years old and see a twelve year old girl that looks cute. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I was gonna draw, if I'm watching the movie, if I'm watching the movie today and say, "Dude, that chick is fucking hot," that's that's fucking weird. Yeah, no. If if I'm gonna draw a parallel to that, I'm gonna go with like Christina Ricci because she's nearly the same age as I am, and just like a touch older. You know, through like the Adams Family movies and I, such, like I I get that because when you're that age, you kind of draw towards people who are near your age. Right. But for the movie Commando, I think that was like a huge pinnacle for action movies because it was so. No, it was at least. I honestly, dude, right now. <laughs> no, dude. Like that movie was so important for action movies in general because it was over the top and they knew it was over the top when they made it. But it was like, yeah, we have this script for this like kind of silly way over the top action movie. And they gave it to Arnold who was only known as doing like accent type roles. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. No, that was actually after, believe it or not. So Commando was in 85 Predator was in '87, so up yeah. until that point, his to, like big, to me, I was not even born. Therefore, they were equal. No. Yes, to me no. they were equal because I never been, was born. So if the that's last, the case, then you could go like. Wait, you were born in 1990, right? 1990. I'm like the youngest person here, and yet I am still old. I was almost jerking off by that time. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't? <laughs> I don't know if I jerked off when I was 10, probably more like 12. So let's let's go back to the the one actual pinnacle action movie that counts as my man card. Predator. And you mentioned it. Predator. Because I kind of feel like if you have not watched Predator in full cuz that's like the number one man card movie, right? It yeah. makes so much sense because you have... There's so many facets, facets of manliness that are Dylan, displayed you son in of a movie. bitch. Like fucking across the board. You know what I mean? No, you're right. And like he's trying to quote is the... Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Dylan, you son of a bitch. You know, like the... the he's, been, he's been trying to practice that shit. The super high machismo <laughs> yeah. in it. And then it's like... Fucking Apollo Creed? Right? Who's dead? R.I.P. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, bud. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, just like the brotherhood they had and the kind of installation of like, I'm trying to take care of my team versus you're trying to sell us out. And we have this other person, you know, and we're being hunted by something much more powerful than us is like the ultimate... Kind he, of. He, he was a prey. They, they were all special forces, fucking the top of their fucking league, and they were hunted by somebody who is much, much better than them. Exactly. That's what made the movie fucking better. Yeah, where he had to actually outthink his enemy instead of outmuscle his enemy. And you look at Schwarzenegger and you go, this dude is 100% muscle, but somehow he had to throw that to the side. And figure out how to outsmart this enemy. Yeah. Which I... Schwarzenegger is fucking super smart. I don't know if you guys know that. He actually is incredibly intelligent. He was the fucking governor. 
He was more than <laughs> okay. a governor. Okay, this is not how you say from. This is not how you fucking. Like he was a politician. That's not how you fucking That's say That's how from. smart he is, dude. I don't know, dude. Dolph Lundgren is smart because he's a fucking rocket scientist. Actually, he is very smart. Yeah, yeah. Dolph Lundgren is. And I've heard he's got the hugest member in Hollywood. Yeah, I saw that in that movie. Not according to Drake. Uh, little Tokyo or. Showdown, 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 little showdown in Little Tokyo. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. I, I fucking yeah. love it. I, oh my god, I remember. I think I started loving sushi okay. after that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the moment where Brandon Lee is like, hey, before we die, I just want you to know, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what I want my dying thought to be, but the script hey, calls for it. Brandon Lee, rest in peace. He was Asian. He was half. <laughs> he was half Asian. So, so yeah, they all look big to him. <laughs> did did he look? Did he look Asian? No. But so on the on the note of Brandon Lee, action Pro. movies, he did a few. Granted, and I'm not going to count those, but let's talk about the Crow. The Crow. The Crow. Not necessarily an action movie. That's like. Uh, uh, Tickles my inner Honestly, 90s that, that one borderline yeah. superhero movie, the, yeah. the start of it. Yeah, arguably, it started the superhero franchise, which you had several superhero movies before that, but that one yeah, kind of showed... Dolph Lundgren, the, uh, oh, God, uh, don't even mention that. That's terrible. But no, that movie no, itself like, really kind of established, like, you can make a critical and commercially successful movie based on a air quote superhero because he did so good in that movie not just in the emotional side of things but on the action side so he, like when he, he did good. action he was so jeans. good jeans i don't know i i can't really say it was jeans it was jeans it was well first of all okay let's let, let's cover this up right now Bruce Lee was one of the best martial artists in the world. I do not give a shit what you have to say just because amount of medals in the martial art tournaments he won. You, you, sure, go, go ahead. Fucking question me on that fucking shit. I think for sure he brought martial arts into the in the cinema into the mainstream view for sure. But. But Again, did he win medals? He won really. medals. Yes. Guess what? Chuck Norris didn't even match him. And I would put him as second on my personal list. Chuck Norris is a second. Yeah. Like right now? This right. day? I don't know about this day. But <laughs> at, at the at time, at the time, I actually, I, mostly just because I would not... I do not have statistics right now. Well, that that's brings into a, a huge but part of it is like action Chuck, movies. Chuck Norris was, again, I would put him like third, fourth best martial artist in the world at that time. It's like action stars. You're talking about action movies. Like, then you have to bring into martial arts movies into play. Like, I mean, we've talked about Van Damme. You know, then you go into, like, Enter the Dragon, which, I mean, I guess technically isn't an action movie. It oh, be like a drama. Or a I would actually agree with that. Enter the Dragon is less about the fighting and more about the contest. 
Right. Which is arguably the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, God. Who remember? I know, no, I know, we I, do. I, I Trust know, me. I know you fuckers fucking remember the first Mortal Kombat. Who saw it in the theaters? I did. I saw it nine months later, but... <laughs> I think I saw it. Because Mortal that's Kombat when it came out in the brains. But, Spence, you, you saw Mortal Kombat in the theaters. I, Dollar theaters. In, the, in, in Ukraine, I got it like probably nine months later, but... <laughs> I, it, it's a joke. For Ukraine because you fuckers fucking release shit later. <laughs> well, that's just but, the way it is. But okay. But Mortal Kombat was by far one of my favorite fucking things. So they used to have it's called the dollar theaters after like the movies would play for a few months five or six months they would come out in the dollar theaters before they came out into like VHS or DVDs. They don't really have that anymore, I don't think. They have, like, discount movie nights at, like, the theaters. They yeah, as far as I know, yeah. Dollar theaters, they don't really have anymore. I don't think they have dollar theaters, but they do have uh, theaters that discounted movies from yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Like Tuesday nights or something like that, or fucking... Um, like, when I was in Caseville, like, when I was living in Leighton, they did have a Caseville theater showing movies one month later. From when they released. Yeah, I kind of grew up in Kingsville. So oh, that... Through Heights. Oh, shit. I am in Farmington right now. So that begs a question. <coughs> and I'm curious about both of your opinions. Would you rather watch an action movie that's based on firearms or based on fighting? Martial arts. I, yeah, I, I would have to agree just because I like the different, like, techniques and, like, it's more of a close combat, intimate situation with a I, hand-on-hand combat. I also enjoy uh, close close combat, um, martial, martial arts, close, close, close like combat that, movies. That like. scene in Under Siege where they're fighting with the knives and it just looks like they're just, like, slapping each other real quick. <laughs> Um, you had to fucking bring it up. <laughs> you had to do it. <laughs> We're like praising the old movies. Everybody who knows me knows that I... Tommy Lee Jones. I'm like... Slappers only. <laughs> I'm like strangely obsessed with Steven Seagal. In the worst way because... His first four or five movies were great. I, I can't deny that. And because you and I are close old. to the same age. Yeah. <laughs> er, old old er. er. But still spry. Haven't had our prime yet, I will say. Yeah. Um, where we kind of grew up in that Steven Seagal age where when he came out, nobody had ever seen anything like it. It was never in mainstream. It was never like a very popular thing with the whole Aikido and the way he... He was very stylized. Super feminine and, like, style of running. No, he was a bitch. That's what it is. Um, but like, I I got so into all the tropes about Steven Seagal because he's such a douchebag. <laughs> There's no other nice way to say it. But before he was a douchebag, he had some really cool movies. Yeah. And... It's, it's hard true. to deny the footprint he left on 80s action movies. Mm-hmm. 
So with that said, Under Siege was like one of the coolest action movies I'd ever seen in my life. Because he blended a lot of the tropes that had been kind of in action movies where he was like an ex-Navy SEAL, um, kind of disgraced because he did the right thing, blah, blah, blah. And was, again, that reluctant hero that he didn't want to be in that position, but he was in that position anyway. But he played that role so cool that it's like, even as big of a douchebag as he is or has been, it's hard to deny he was really badass in that movie. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, Under Siege was like a staple. There was like a core group of movies that we would always watch at least once a month, if not like multiple times a month. Especially when we went to my dad's house for weekends. You know, Aliens being one. That um, oh. Al- Alien, one. Aliens was probably one of the best. Under Siege was in the rotation. Wiggly Down Under it was a fucking great movie. Never said I didn't know how to use one. Yeah. Said I never <laughs> had I a need for one. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mark for Death and Out for Justice and... Um, was Mark for Death the Van Damme one? No, that no, was a Seagal movie Seagal. where he fought... The Jamaican drug Jamaican lords. Jamaican drug lords. Do you know I, what that means when they say when they say a man's face is screwed? I, I was thinking the oh, about the one that Van Damme was getting hunted by like a homeless man. That's um, hard target. Yes, where he was he was see. the homeless. No, movie. it's definitely Van Damme. It's the exact same story, and it's based off of a book. Both those movies are. Mm. Where he's a homeless man and he's being hunted by For all sport. these rich men. And to credit, that is Van Damme's absolute best movie. Not because of his acting skill, but because of John Woo's directing skill. And I think it goes without saying that John Woo left a huge mark on action movies. In a big way. Because he was extremely stylized. But... It didn't help him in the long run because he really only knew how to do one style. Yeah. There was moments of buildup, and then when the action came, it was slow-mo. Then you throw in some doves, cool, we're done. (laughs) The classic fucking, uh, what is that movie with uh, Tom Cruise? Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2. I love that movie. One of the fucking doves are just flying, and he's like twisting around on a motorcycle. Yeah, that was so gangster to me. It was. It really was, and then it just got overplayed, just like the Matrix movies, like the slow mo, um, turning camera during slow mo effect that just got played out. I think the thing with John Woo that really made the difference was um, the slow mo became less of a means of like dramatic showmanship instead became a means of to build a tension between the hero and the villain. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie... Zack Snyder movie, but... Have you ever seen the movie The Killer? Directed by John Woo. Stars Chow Yun-Fat and another guy. I don't know his name. John Woo and Chow Yun-Fat 
probably. They, they made a shitload of movies together, so it's fair if you don't remember it. Um, Chow Yun Fat plays this hitman who accidentally blinds this uh, musical performer during an assassination. And toward the end of the movie, excuse me. Throughout the movie, he actually learns to um, support the performer that he accidentally blinded because uh, he felt extreme guilt, but he also simultaneously fell in love with her. But this cop is like hot on Chow Yun-Fat's character, like trying to get a hold of him because he knows he's an assassin. And towards the end of the movie, the uh, drug lord or whatever, whoever Chow Yun-Fat works for, decides to come after him and the girl. So Chow Yun-Fat's character and the cop decide to join forces and make their final stand in this church. And it's this huge, like, 20-minute shootout. And it's so cool because you see, like, these two polar opposite characters just, like, not only join forces but form a brotherhood to protect this innocent woman and the the shooting and everything is so stylized and so like empathized by the fact that they're actually kind of coming together for this one goal that they forget yeah you're a paid murderer and you're a cop that they just let all that shit go and they just start murking people and it's so awesome and it just makes me believe that John Woo is was way more advanced than people like to think because they go, oh yeah, he shoots in slow-mo and then he throws out doves. That's his signature. Like, no, his signature was telling a good story. Yeah. Did that have anything to do with the scene in Face Off? Very wow. similar because... I, I Honestly, how many people get, like, how many people you met give shit to Face Off? I liked it. I don't know I, I anybody. I love it too. Like, I do not understand why people give shit to that movie. Like, most of fucking Nicolas Cage's movies, I actually enjoy. Okay, like, not, I would not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but Face Off is one of the best movies I've seen. It was good, and John Woo directed it. Because John Woo drew strong parallels between the hero and the villain. And in that just, movie, just the, just the way Nicolas Cage portrayed it, like, like the way they portrayed each other, like, do you, do like, do you remember watching the movie? Like, oh yeah, I Nic- saw that movie Nic- in the Nic- theaters. Nic- Nicolas Cage, like, like portraying like fucking John Travolta and John Travolta portraying like Nicolas Cage, like, it was fucking good. Yeah, it was. So, oh, it was so fucking good. Well, it just draws a parallel between like who's right and who's wrong. And sometimes, like, the good guy thinks they're the good guy, and the bad guy thinks they're the good guy, and and the good guy turns out to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's perspective, and it's a hard thing to tell in a movie, because you want there to be, like, an antagonist and a protagonist, but, like, sometimes they're both both. Which <clears throat> actually kind of brings me along to one of my favorite action movies. And it's strange how many people have not seen this movie, but what you just said is the perfect dynamic for it. Have you ever seen the movie Den of Thieves? Oh, yeah. So, Gerard Gerard Butler plays 
um, an L.A. County sheriff's, and he's after these uh, bank robbers, so to speak. But the uh, antagonist is this ex-Marine Raider who has decided to basically pull off heist, use like the skills he learned in the military to make money. And um, there are, are points in the movie where you go, is Gerard Butler really the good guy? Because he uses really unorthodox tactics to try to catch the bad guys, the alleged bad guys. He's not a good person. He's, you know, cheating on his wife, neglecting his family, blah, blah, blah. And then you see the antagonist character, uh, Merriman, who was the ex-Marine Raider. And he's all about family and protecting his family and things like that. And it's like you have these weird dichotomies where the guy who's supposed to be the good guy, the county sheriff, is actually quite a bad guy. But then the bad guy who robs all these banks is actually kind of a good guy because he puts family um, and honor more, and everything more morally, first. Morally good guy. Mostly exactly. like the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, it's the same. No, 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 no. Let's not put Vin Diesel's fucking shit Come in there. On, bro. Like at bare minimum, Den of Thieves. I did not enjoy the movie as much. I really wanted get to get out of here. I no, re- get your shit and leave. I really, really, really should have. Because I went to saw it in theaters. I had actually a date. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> but what's that? I don't know. Anyway, I went on a date. Um, I definitely thought I would enjoy it more than I did, but it, it was a good movie. Did you just not like the girl or what? <laughs> no, just, just the whole concept. I wish it was. Uh, I, honestly, I wish it was a little bit better. I've never seen the movie. It's definitely, definitely shoot. It's definitely worth. It's hundred percent worth the watch. That, that, that's thieves. all I have to say. I try not to recommend movies to people, but that's one I think you in particular would really enjoy. Uh, now, when I say I haven't seen it, that just means I don't remember seeing it. I'm old enough to the point where, like, I watch movies and then like. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember until like halfway through you're like oh fuck wait I've seen this movie same that's why when I fall asleep I'll put on a show that mm-hmm. has multiple seasons so when I wake up and go I don't remember any of this I gotta go back yeah so let, let's rewind it back to the man card movies I'm gonna throw out one that is definitely number two on my list and admittedly I can't remember the entire list but Number two, super important, Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh, fuck. Yeg, have you seen Tombstone? I just watched that the other Is day. Is clean, clean your foot? No. No. Kill yourself. Oh, my gosh. No. A little um, guy named Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. Is Wyatt Earp. I'm fucking daisy if I do... You're a daisy if you do. I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. I kind of feel like... Tombstone is one of the iconic western movies that... I mean, that was in the rotation too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I 
fucking way nope, too No, nope, I watched this movie. Yep, never mind. That's one of those movies I have to watch every two to yep, three months I watched this movie. to just make sure that I'm still a man. Because <laughs> that's that's just how much impact but it had. I'm going to tell you right now, the one with the Leonardo DiCaprio, the, the sharpshooter. Quick and the Dead. Quick and the Dead? Fucking love it more. Just wow! Just telling you right now. That, is it because of Leonardo DiCaprio? No. The crapio? Sharon or, Stone. Uh, Sharon right. Stone. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck what your reason is. Doesn't matter. Tombstone's better. No, I I enjoyed the Quick and Dead much much more. What about Django, dude? That was a fucking. Oh, movie. I love Django. Django's good. That was a great. Uh, movie. I actually very much enjoy every western movie. Like with like quick shots and you know, I just watched a Western um, movie. Tell me if you've seen it. Um, Bone Tomahawk. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. So, Bone, Bone Tomahawk. It's got uh, Kurt Russell in it. It is a little bit. It's fucking kind of. Out there a little bit, but it's a little supernatural. Yeah. Oh. But he definitely has those like wider vibes, mm-hmm. which is something that you know you and I have probably wanted for a long time. But it's just a simple fact that he was still that kind of man's man, but he was reasonable mm-hmm. and faced with a situation that was well beyond his understanding. That was actually a really good movie. Yeah. And that deserves way more credit than it got. Yeah. I mean, I watched it on the Roku channel. Just like, what the fuck? Kurt Russell has another Western movie that I haven't seen. And it's so good. And it was good. (laughs) Yeah. Have anybody watched Godless? Who's in it? I do not remember, but me neither. It's uh, same. It's <laughs> the guy from um, Dumb and Dumber, uh, the the second one, not, not uh, Jim Carrey, the other one. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. I'm, I'm gonna the second Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber rear. Yeah. Uh, Godless is by far a masterpiece. Godless, huh? What's it about? It's about a it's a western. It's about it. It's about the gang that goes through the downs and just slaughters everybody. And by far, it is fucking brutal. Like, the the, the, the start of the show is a bunch of hanging children on the... Like, they're just getting hanged. I don't know, Yeg. I'm having a hard time with you. Considering yeah. you didn't place Tombstone as high as we did. No. In the vein of... Of westerns, have you guys seen Old Henry? Yes, <laughs> I actually did, and I love that. Yeah, I was surprised by that movie. Yeah, really surprised. Where he totally like uh, the main character pretends he doesn't know anything. Yeah, and the sheriffs are coming to collect, and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Blah blah blah, and then he fucks all of them up. Yeah. That's some gangster shit right there. And it turns out, like, in the end, um, the scenario I'm not going to say because it's a spoiler, but, like, that was a good twist. It was. It was like... I, I, I did not watch Old Henry. Old Henry. I mean, especially with the actor that that played... is the main star in, in the movie. Like, 
he's always played kind of smaller roles, and to be the main character in a role, it's just like not what you really expect. Not what I was expecting, anyways. And it was surprisingly really good. So, yeah. Definitely worship. God bless. It's beautiful. Like, straight up, out of like Bible. I will take a look. Godless. Let's let's it's keep. It's a limited limited series on Netflix. Oh, it's a series. Let's keep going down the list of man card movies. Um, I would like to throw one in. Let's hear it. Fifth Element. Oh, classic. I don't know if it makes top ten, but it's definitely top twenty. I, would, I love that movie. I would I would put Fifth Element in top five. Yeah, there's. People is it that because of that, that meme I've sent with you as Corbin Dallas? Is that it? <laughs> no. No. I actually loved Fifth Element for my entire... Because in Ukraine, they, it's a Christmas movie. Really? Just because... Uh, it's Christmas it's, uh, <laughs> it, No, no, no. no that, that's not why. It's because uh, the events that are happening on New Year's. So in the movie, the stuff all that happens in New Year's... Therefore, it's kind of like Christmas time-ish. Christmas, yes, because um, in Ukraine before the Russian invasion, the Christmas was um, like January, like fifth or seventh. I fucking forgot. Really? Yeah. But now that the Russians invaded, so therefore, to piss them off, they switched their uh, Christmas to December twenty-fifth. December twenty fifth, like U.S. It, it, it was mostly mostly to piss off you uh, Russians. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. You want to fight me about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, <laughs> and then you go The Fifth Element is a Christmas movie in your home country. Eat shit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> A fair bit of it's a New Year's movie. Kill. Is it? <laughs> I, I've never made those. No, I just went, this is a Bruce Willis movie. Actually, it's a Luc Besson movie, which is not the same. I fucking love the film and have seen it probably a hundred times and never. You, got, you guys want to fucking start doing some dates on that bitch? Because I win. What are you talking about? When it came out? You don't know. Fifth, okay. Fifth element. Fifth element takes place on the New Year's. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know. All right. Let's go to Mancard Movies. Let's talk about a Luke Besson movie that belongs on there. You know what it is. I want you to name it. Uh, is, is that a parkour one? No. Luke Besson. 1996. Come on, you got it. Let me send it to you. Is it? No, you're you're have not doing to do with the, an assassin. Yes. And is this assassin? <gasps> oh, the professional. Leon, the professional. That's that's One like of number the eight. Best fucking movies ever made in the world. Like like you in can't terms remember of... it. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked, hey, nerd. No, no, look at me. 
mean like that? <laughs> I did remember it. No, we've talked about this before, and you we've know, actually, actually given Scott shit for having never watched it. He still it. never watched it, by the way. Luke well, on, like, I wouldn't it. watch it either if my name was Scott. <laughs> I've, I just got lots of cleaning to do. <laughs> Isn't he known as the cleaner in the movie, too? <laughs> You're murdering me right now. Yeah, sorry. I'm assassinating the, my apprentices here. <laughs> oh, goddamn. That, that, that was one of the masterpieces. That was a great movie. It really was, and I remember... Uh, Natalie Portman, dude. A young... As, like... What is she, like 11 in the movie? So, Natalie Portman is the same age as I am. And I remember watching that movie and going, nah, not for me. Do you, do you and remember And when her? I see Natalie Portman now, I'm like, nah, not for me. Really? I've do, never do been attracted you, to her. Do you remember her knocking on that door? like, scared? Dude, so there's uh. so many really powerful moments in that movie. And Luke Besson does a lot of what John Wick does. Or sorry, not John Wick. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, frog in my throat. Uh, John Woo does is draw these insane parallels between the good guy and the bad guy, and Jean Reno's character Leon was kind of flat and a little boring, but then he made uh, Gary Oldman's character stands. So cool and interesting. Thinking evil. about like straight up evil. It's pure evil. But you couldn't look away from him. Yeah. You think about when he would put the pill in his mouth and he would like lean up and look at the ceiling and crack his neck and pop the pill at the same time and But do you think that's a a John Woo thing or do you think that that's or Sorry, who was the director? Luke Bisson. Sorry. Do you think that was his decision or um, Gary Oldman? Because It's 50-50, guaranteed, because Gary Oldman is one of the best actors yeah. of our entire generation. Yeah. Hands down, I'll fight anybody. But Luke Bisson is such a good writer of characters that I'm sure part of that was his hand. And I... I I firmly believe those two probably sat in a room was like, how can we make this character who's boring and blank on 2D, how can we make him 5D? And that's why he was so cool and so interesting in that movie, even though he was pure, unadulterated, evil incarnate in that movie. He was a policeman who was Yeah, he was, he was a DEA agent, but he was pure evil. But you couldn't help but look away from him. But then you look at Leon... The professional, the cleaner, who was kind of flat and boring, but your heart felt him, yeah. you know, because he was, he almost had a childlike mentality for an assassin. And I, that's why I kind of put him at like number eight or nine on that list because that movie wasn't so much about like, yeah, I can kill a bunch of people. It was like, I'm going to kill a bunch of people for the right reason. And yeah, man. I just love that movie so much. It's a great movie. It's masterpiece. <clears throat> Deserves a spot on the top ten there, bud. For sure. So what's next? Scott did not watch it. 
Loser. We got to talk well, about Scott's one. Scott's only what, like 17, 18? No. <laughs> but, yeah. Inches? <laughs> Trying to give him credit so we don't beat on him too much. Yeah. Love you, Scott. Love you, Scott. Not as much because you're not here, but fuck you. You're the best specialist on 15. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, you're my favorite specialist on line 15. (laughs) Mine too. I can can 100% agree. (laughs) I mean... Across the board, like, all shifts. If I could switch you out for Spencer, I probably would have, but, you know, (laughs) I still love you. Did you know Marky Mark just asked me, like, are you a second year? I'm like, this is the second time I get asked them. Like, Wahlberg? Wallen. (laughs) So, let's talk about what I consider to be number four on the list. And this one's important because it establishes more than just one man. Lethal Weapon. Mm. And let me preface this. I was so enamored by Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon that my youngest son, his middle name is Riggs. So, I know you know that. (laughs) He probably doesn't know that. But his character was so cool because he was, in my mind, so powerful because he was not only struggling with this incredible innate ability to kill people, but on the way polar opposite end, struggling with his mental illness. Well, he was a wild card in the best way. Absolutely. Like, <clears throat> wild card in the most relatable way, maybe. Um, super entertaining movie, Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Like, Which, Mel Gibson has to be in, in, that, in that vein of, like, action hero stars in that like Braveheart and fucking The Patriot like they were great movies um but they're like I said they're subgenres of action movies like drama where he led you know Braveheart and pa- The Patriot are both action movies and drama mo- movies at the same time where it's like exactly super entertaining in the action sense but really heartfelt in like I want an American flag t-shirt or something like that (laughs) well he really sold it in in the terms that like you felt all ends of the spectrum with him that uh, it was never just about oh I'm angry because my son was murdered and so I'm going to take it out on the English it was like even before the Patriot the movie actually started it was this weird conundrum of like I know I've done bad things and I feel like that's coming back Yeah. and then it came back and he took his revenge and then it became like I still don't want to be involved but I have to protect my son kind of thing so he's he's just like from one end to the other for the entire movie and you never once think that oh that's Mel Gibson you go no that's Benjamin whatever his name is Yeah. because that's the character he embodies that's the fucking hey, um, Patriot. That's the fucking they, ghost. They, um, did you know the guy who betrayed Mel Gibson is related to Scott? <laughs> oh my god. Related to Scott? No, we're going back to the Scott thing. So, like, anytime. <laughs> so, we do trivia a lot on our line. 
And anytime something comes up with Robert the Bruce, <laughs> Scott's like, hey, did you know I was related to Robert the Bruce, the guy who betrayed William Wallace in the movie? And I'm like, that's not how the story went. Scott. <laughs> I'm going to let you have your moment. So yesterday we were doing trivia towards the end of the day. <laughs> he hits Yank with a question about Robert the Bruce. He's like, just so you know, I'm related to this guy. <laughs> He fucking be and he goes me, at man. it, and then like five questions later, I was like, "Oh man, I don't know the answer." Yeg, did you know that Scott was related to Robert the Bruce? <laughs> it's, it's, it's been good. It's been good fun. Like, so we got to throw. Me and Dave really needed that. I'm like five, past seven days. We really needed that. So I'm gonna hammer home Braveheart, easily number four. So. Basically, a Mel Gibson movie gets to take third and fourth place. It's pretty impressive. But Braveheart? I think we're on five. Whatever it is. But it's I lost place. same place. Fuck. Uh, Expendables. We're just going to gloss over Braveheart? What are you, Heartless? Yeah. Braveheart was... No. Bra- Expendables Bra- was a fun movie. Braveheart was the- an exceptional movie. No, uh, ex- uh, Bra- Bra- Braveheart is masterpiece. Masterpiece. I think there's a difference. Expendable between- was fun because it was a blending of all the different action stars um, of all the eighties and nineties. Yeah, ex- Expendables was beautiful just because of this fucker. For a fact, knows that I like the Expendables. Like, did you watch Expendables four? I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> okay, let me break if this. If there was a Braveheart 4, would you watch it? <laughs> let me uh, go ahead and share this one with you. Are you thinking about watching Expendables 4? No. Not until Are it's you? Like absolutely free. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. I'd be perfectly fine with you destroying it right now. This is an absolute fact. Don't watch it. It's, <laughs> it's a piece of garbage. No, uh, Expendables 1 was by far a masterpiece. Everything after Expendables 1 is, is garbage. I can't actually tell you if I've seen any of the other, any of the other sequels. Just, just like that, you're, you're okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to fight you guys on this. Why? You think so, there's a better Expendables than uh, 1? Is, is 2 has like... Is Jet Li in the first one? Don't fucking remember. Jet Li is in the first two, oh. but he's only in the second one for like maybe <laughs> seven or eight minutes. So I'm, I'm gonna. Here's why I'm gonna fight you. Obviously, the first one was dope, and not just because it was like it's a, it's let, a let me. Perimeter. Yeah, it wasn't just like watch this movie because it blends all the action heroes from my childhood plus a couple of newer ones. The first one was just fun. It was enjoyable. Yeah. It it had some really deep moments, especially like when uh, Stallone's character and Mickey Rourke's character meet in the shop, and Mickey Rourke like goes through his whole spiel about how he could have saved this woman and he didn't, and he felt his soul was damned. Like that's a really beautiful moment. But that movie itself was really awesome, and the second one was great because like not only did they lose a teammate. But in the end, when Stallone's character, Barney Ross, finally was able to go head on with the guy who killed him, it felt more poignant. It was more like a pure good versus evil battle like you haven't seen in a movie in a long time. 
and they had this really great fight scene and like I'll still watch it to this day and get a little emotional because it's so good. The kind of middle of the movie is you could skip it. Uh, Expendables 3 was <coughs> Are you dying? Stop talking about the Expendables 3. <laughs> <laughs> No, Expendables 3 was only good because Mel Gibson was the villain. And he had like a, a dialogue, monologue, whatever, towards the end of the movie that was kind of chilling. And you're like, oh my God, I got to see how this ends. But yeah, the first one, definitely top tier, not top 10. I like the Expendables. My, my first, first one is my favorite. By, by well, that's that's kind of how it mostly goes. Especially the first when, one's the best. Especially when when <clears throat> Dolph Lundgren trying to hang a pirate, and it's like, we're, we don't do What are you this. doing, Gunner? Hanging a pirate. And, like, that, that just... That was a completely different feeling, you know? You, you know what I mean? Like, um, so... Uh, Barney Ross, like, 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 trying to fucking do everything the right way. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just hanging. Out. I'm just doing what, I, like, the gunner felt like that. That's what he needed to do. Well, he was also on drugs. He he was on drugs, but like, he did not feel like he's doing anything wrong because, like, he is justifiable. Like, he's really not. It's like a gray area. For, for him at the time. Like, well, and, and I don't but, disagree. And that's why you felt like that character was redeemable. Because you know those pirates. They're, they're fucking assholes. They're, 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 they're bad. They're right, look at right now. Like, they just killed civilians just for, like, they kidnap. They kidnap for, for extortion civilians just, just for nothing. Like, he did not do anything wrong. But, like, morally, like, at the high, 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 high table... He he did wrong, but like he did not see it, like that. Therefore, you cannot judge him for it. But like for their crew at the time, yeah, like they they had a certain conduct. So, let me ask you guys both this question. This is kind of a fun question. If you were an Expendables character, which one would you be? Jason Statham. Christmas, late Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just a second. Well, that was easy. Yeah, that, that was you. Oh, I I gotta go with Barney Ross. Yeah, that, that the old has been kind that, of thing. That was the second second best. <laughs> second best because you're a fucking loser over here. <laughs> nope. I would say Statham just because it's like. Stepping into like a, like if you look at the Expendables franchise, it's like you're looking at these people like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and these wow. old action heroes mm-hmm. from the past, and then Jason Statham is like newer, a newer character that's not like the in the middle of it, but is an integral part of the the crew. Yeah, and it's like. I, don't, I I kind of relate to that more than like that 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 moment when uh, in the uh, on the basketball 
field when oh yeah like, on the court where he's when, when he touch her again I'll deflate all your balls fucking grabs a knife and just goes through the fucking basketball like that one that one that one they just makes so much sense you like you cannot judge him I don't know I really like the whole that that was straight yeah. up character like. He's not trying to get her. Like at that at that point, he's just doing his own thing. You know, the more we talk about the Expendables, the more I want to put that in like number nine spot because of like the camaraderie and the brotherhood and yeah. everything that went with it. And you look at that movie and you go, "Yeah, it's just it, there's quite a few has beens and you know over the hill action hero types, but." They come back and they pull it off like 15, 20 years past their prime and they still do it. And even arguably Jason Statham was past his prime when he did that first movie. I mean, that came out in 2010. Jason Statham was really popular from like 2002, 2010. Well, I think that Uh, one of my most favorite characters that Jason Statham even played was in Snatch. I love Snatch. <laughs> like a great movie, and he's just kind of like... I mean, there really isn't a super central star of that movie. No, everybody in that movie was so good... Yeah. ...that nobody, like you said, was like the main star. Everybody likes to point at Brad Pitt, but it's not because Brad Pitt was extra special. It's because you Pitt. you know that Brad Pitt is American, but he played <laughs> this like super. I can't even remember what they called him. The gypsy. Yeah, he was a gypsy, but there was like a name that they used for it in the movie. You like digs? You like digs? Mm. You like digs? Uh, oh, you dogs. Know. Yeah, I like oh, dogs. dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. But yeah, that movie was especially good. The Have first thing. Have you seen that? Snatch, yeah. The first movie I remember Jason Statham from was The Transporter. Yeah. Uh, Transporter, by far, that's the first movie I've seen with Jason mm-hmm. Statham. And by far, one of my favorite movies. First and second movies are just fucking gorgeous. Just straight up from beginning to the end, just good. First, second movies are just good. Especially second. Second was my favorite. I yeah, know. I like those movies too. I want to say that I watched this. I watched Snatch first, though. I did too. I, I honestly could not remember right now the first movie I watched with Jason Statham, but I remember my first. It was actually Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I remember which was that movie, but incredible. I just, yeah. I just don't. I just don't recall. Like I know he's in there. I just like he did not make an impression for me. So what was funny to me about that movie was um, I wasn't big into Guy Ritchie movies at that point. Guy, Guy Ritchie definitely grew on a lot of people, especially sure. me. But even at that point, we're talking early, early 2000s, and I remember watching that movie and being like, I want to know more about this movie and everything about it. And I had read that Jason Statham was actually like, um, a street side fence for diamonds, which perfectly played into that movie and Snatch. And I remember, oh, dude, I gotta know where this guy's going. Obviously, he kind of became 
like a caricature of himself, right? In a way, but Jason Keanu Statham, Reeves. honestly, that, that that that's what I would describe him as, Keanu Reeves. He plays. I, I wouldn't give him that much credit because, like, Keanu Reeves has played a, a multitude of characters, uh, but Jason Statham is kind of the same character. That That's what Keanu Reeves is. No. He, no. Was, he was in The Notebook. He was in Bill and Ted's. He was in... The not The Notebook. The Lake House. Oh, The Lake House. Sorry. Yeah. So he's played a lot of... He's done a more couple... More dramatic roles that are just not... Absolutely. Action or, like... Oriented. Yeah. But. Have you ever I, seen I, I, him I in uh, the movie uh, A Walk in the Clouds? Yeah. Great performance yeah. from Keanu fucking yeah, Reeves. Reeves. He's so good in that movie that you're like, you forget he's he's uh, yeah, Jack Traven and he's Johnny Demonic and he's Neo and he's John Wick. You just go, wow, this is a totally different guy. Which is crazy because a lot of people, I mean, you see it on like the internet and stuff saying that Keanu Reeves is a fucking great guy. I believe it, dude. A hundred percent? I believe he's just a regular dude that just, I mean... Have you seen that know. video recently where he kind of flips out on some fans? No. And it's like, you know what? The guy is almost 60 years old. Yeah. And he finally flipped out on some people. And it's like his career has basically went to three heights at three different times. So he went kind of from like 80s to early 90s. Like after speed, he reached a... That kind of high, and then he went down a little Fucking bit. Point Break, dude. Are we gonna talk about Point Break? Yeah, that's on the list. But <laughs> yeah, then he goes up with the Matrix, and then he kind of falls down, and then he goes up with John Wick, and then he kind of falls down again. So he's he's had like a very very career, and he's always been such a super nice guy by everybody's account. And then only recently, there's been like this video that some fan released where he just like begrudgingly signs an autograph and throws the pen, and it's like he deserves that. Yeah. How you many know, autographs does this guy sign? Uh, yeah, how? Why does everybody have to bother celebrities over, in general? Like this, this guy years? quite literally travels with that security. Like he just wants to be left alone. That's it. Like he's just a guy that does a job that makes him famous. And like it's not like he's cruel. He never. He's always been super kind. He's never portrayed himself as a cruel person, like W. McGuire. Yeah, he was kind of an ass. He is in his straight own up right. like every time that you see anything about Toby Maguire, he's kind of an asshole. Even <laughs> to credit, I, I know like that Toby Maguire has the, gone through his problems with alcoholism and like struggling with his own fame. So I'll, I'm going to give that guy credit. My point, my point is, he's like, he's like, like media, media. He's, like, yeah. he's like, fuck off, don't bother me. If Keanu Reeves is like, he's like very nice. Like there's there's multiple of like uh, there's a lot of evidence to show that he's absolutely a, a lot. Of so money. if he flips out one time, like I got no bones about it. How far did they push him to actually make him be yeah, that way for for him to lose? So his that brings me around to number seven on my list, Point Break. And I think like that it. that movie is so good. Not just in terms of a movie, but as a man, you kind of... Point break? <laughs> I'm just fucking with You see that blank space on the table in front of you? <laughs> Point to it with your eyes and sit there for a minute. <laughs> and then smash your face into it. No, it really kind of produces a conundrum. I would never watch the, the remake. <laughs> Count your blessings. The movie's terrible. 
There's the, a remake of Point Blank? Yeah, yeah it's bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like... I'm not trying to discredit anybody. Uh, that, I know that, they did the was they did the best they could, but it's like a no-name actor playing Johnny Utah, and then like the villain of the movie isn't a surfer who robs banks, which is much more intriguing than what they had. Instead, it was like an environmentalist. <laughs> Your visible wins. Well, it was a fucking woke movie. Oh. It was a lot like that. It's bad. What year? I mean, that was like 2015. Yeah. Wow, that. Yeah, I mean, 2015, really? Somewhere around there, yeah. I didn't even know this thing was... It up because it felt it's, a lot, it's super bad. It felt, it felt a lot... But the conundrum super. that the original Point Break kind of gave to you as not just like a, a man, but as kind of like a brother, is you form this brotherhood, but you have to decide between your honor or that brotherhood was really... Well, it's almost deciding between your two honors. Yeah. Because he had formed, Johnny Utah's character had formed a real brotherhood with Bodhi. Yeah. But then he had to decide between that and his honorhood with the FBI and doing the right thing and following the law. And I think that's kind of integral to a lot of good men of, at some point you're going to be forced with a hard decision of, do you choose the right thing or the correct thing? You're gonna choose between the things that you love or the things that you honor. That that is, and in the end, he chose both, which was really awesome for that movie. Yeah, (laughs) like he took Bodhi and well, kind of. He's like, yeah, I'll let you choose your own death, and then I'm done with the law. Yeah, (laughs) great movie. I, I think we have come almost to the conclusion that Keanu Reeves is a fucking great actor even though he's a shitty actor <laughs> right no he's he's a shitty actor but he's really good at picking the picking right roles. roles yeah whether that's him or his agent i don't know but you know i can't even say he's a job i can't even say he's a shitty actor i think he's just not played he it in the right way. the way that he is like I, yeah it's gotta be it. a lot of the roles i i feel like he plays uh, as close to himself as he can. Maybe it's just he's acting like a real person. And, and, uh, I think that's be... honestly the best case scenario is yeah, that yeah. he's acting like a real person. Yeah. Because when you think about it, how many men do you know that are actually very extroverted in who they actually are versus who they pretend to be? But Keanu Reeves is playing that kind of like introverted version where he's trying to be stoic or and quiet and just handle things. But in the moments where he's allowed to just be released to be who he actually is, that's when he shows himself. Mm. It's his delivery of lines that I struggle with. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's I, why. I every, think it's just because he sounds like. The surfer from Bill and Ted's. Yeah, he's got that surfer bro thing, but when you well, think... that's super uh, believable, like, uh, in, in the sense that, like, people are actually like that. For like, sure. They, they, we all know the, like, uh, Keanu Reeves dialogue in uh, John Wick movies. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> but but like it's it's kind of the same thing like it's he he through an entire movie he's how to say um plain was you that, know was that was that be fair plain like yeah. even though no, he's a good character that's plain it's a little yeah. wooden 
But I try to think of John Wick in terms of the character John Wick instead of Keanu Reeves. This is a man who is grieving his wife, the only woman who he, he ever loved. And he got out of this only life that he ever knew to try to be with her. And now he's in a way being forced back into it and being forced even deeper into it. That's an angry, angry person. Well, at that point, you just kind of go into that robotic, like, I think that, like, for me, Giordani. like, when I do, like, long stretches at work, like, if I'm working 14, 15 days in a row, I just go into this robotic, like, days that's just, like, very responsive in... And that's, you know, it. You're, and that's it. You're not outward about right. how you feel or what I'm you think. I'm just like, go to work, come home, sleep, go to work, come home, sleep, go to work, come home, sleep, go to work. And it's just a robotic reflex that's just like if somebody is talking to me about something that's outside of that realm or perspective, it's a, a natural response just to be more robotic about my answers or robotic about... Like you said, wooden about like my answers or responses to that their questioning. Well, and you kind of have to in that respect, especially considering what that character went through. Yeah, you have to think of it less in terms of how's his performance versus how is that character. Yeah, how what does the character call for? Yeah, and like at the end of chapter two, when Winston is like your excommunicado. And he's like, whoever you send, I will kill all of them. And he says it kind of woodenly, but it's less about the way he says it and more about the intent behind what he says of like, don't do this. Yeah. Because I'll make everybody pay. That's good. And I think part of that is just how you have to interpret it so you think of it as less than a wooden performance. Yeah. Um, I do not think he's bad. I don't think he's bad. He's, I, I, in terms of playing his character and especially the character that fits him, I, like, 47 uh, Ronin, who was 47 Ronin? Oh, awesome. Um, like, in terms of internationally, it's regarded as one of the worst yeah, for the people who haven't seen it, maybe. <laughs> like, that, that's that's good. That is a very, very fucking good movie of yeah. Keanu Reeves. Like, he's, he's a good character over there. The ending is splendid. I mean, honestly, I like 47 Ronin better than The Last Samurai. <laughs> oh, That's my number six. <laughs> uh, that hurts. I, I really, I really liked Last Samurai, but like Forty Seven Ronin was good. Like more because it's more entertaining. Like in the entertainment value, like it's visually more entertaining. And I'll like, give you that one. And I mean, to me, The Last Samurai was more along the lines of a drama. Like there are action sequences in the movie, and he's learning a lot. But to me, it seems more like a drama movie than an action movie. 47 Samurai for me was like just beautiful executed like especially the ending of that show was just well done when when the Shogun asks uh, the guy's son to step out 
Yeah. To con- continue the lineage, it was just good, 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 good writing. Yeah, that's where I, I definitely have to put the Last Samurai in the top ten. Yeah. Because that movie wasn't very action heavy. It was more about, and I hate to say this, getting past your alcoholism to discover yourself. Mm-hmm. And that movie just like portrayed that so beautifully that you forget it's Tom Cruise. No. No, I, I um, think that it was a great movie. I, I really... I That's re- one of those movies, like, if it's on, and, like, you're flipping through the channels and it's on, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's a great movie. The, the Tom Cruise... I, I was not a fan of Tom Cruise for a very long time, but I will be the last person to deny every single movie that he made has been significant. Like, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, his portrayal in every single movie... Has been good. I even liked the mummy. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I did not watch the mummy, but oh, it's good. You should watch it. But my point is, like, he's always been very good. Like his um, his um, significance as a actor never questioned me. His like point of view as a Scientologist has been like a big, big thing for me. Yeah, I try to keep that out of it. Like, it, it, it's more about because uh, I dip, dipped into the Scientology a lot more than I should have, and then all of a sudden, like, all of this stuff came out, and I'm like, "Fuck, this guy supports this!" And like, yeah. n- n- now he's now he um, cut himself off from all of that stuff, and I really, really like like that. Just. You have to learn <clears throat> in terms of artists, you have to learn how to displace them from their art. Yeah. And I've, I've had this conversation multiple times with multiple t- people that like, you think about Michael Jackson made some of the most prolific music of the last century. Incredible. You can't hear certain Michael Jackson songs without bouncing your shoulders and tapping your feet and all that. You have to be able to, in some way, look past the fact that he was a kid diddler. Yeah. Or Elvis. Again, one of the most prolific music artists of the world. He liked preteen girls. It's a pure fact. Yep. You have to learn how to displace. And in the fact of Tom Cruise, you have to learn how to forget about the Scientology thing and understand he is just a really good performer. And it's like, it's it's easy in this day and age to go, yeah, he makes all those shitty Mission Impossible movies. And it's like, okay, for one. Which, I would not say shitty. I would say. Uh, Mission Impossible 1 was fucking great. <coughs> and that's, that was my point. It's like, for one, tell me like, which oh, one is shitty. They're, <laughs> they're all good. I'll fight anybody. And for two, me. you Just only think of him as Mission Impossible as, <laughs> as Ethan Hunt. Why don't you go back and watch Magnolia? Why don't you go back and watch Vanilla Sky or fucking any Vanilla of the myriad of movies. Titties, fucking gorgeous. Or Born on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. He was so good in that movie and nobody ever gives him credit for it, which kind of breaks my heart. Um, but he's too good looking. No. He's I, not I, even I, that good looking. No, he's, well. I think he's just very, very, very good actor. Like, straight up. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. 
Tom Cruise. Show is, me the body. Tom Cruise is a very good actor. Like I don't think any of us can take it away from him because, like, straight up, he's good. Yeah. There's a reason why he's been an actor for 40 years or um, That's why he was born the same year as my mom, and he's still going. <laughs> I mean, he was born in 1963. God, he's fucking old, huh? Yeah, so is my mom. No, Sorry, mom, I love you. I've never met your mom, but I'm sure you, she's a lovely lady, you. and I'm sure that Thank she you for is everything you did for us. Super vital and. But, like, Tom Cruise seems like he's just not... I mean, I just watched fucking um, Top Gun, the second one, just a couple months ago. Fucking loved it. Honestly, I did too. Yeah. Um, Who remembers watching the Top Gun for the first time? I didn't watch that till I was, like, 22 or 23. I think I watched that when I was, like, fucking four. I remember I was a young guy. When I watched it, I was young. It was really, really fucking good movie because it was like America versus Russians, Soviets. Yeah. Fucking just... Dude, fucking anything Russia. against it Russians was... just gives you a bone. <laughs> like, no, no, not at the time. At the time when I watched it, it was, uh, again, um, so Russia, Russians were like bro- brothers. Did you feel like in any way like heard about it? Well, in in a, in a way, yes, because people when people would classify me as like, oh, are you Russian? Like, no, I'm Ukrainian, but I also speak Russian. I guess speak two languages. So the, like, that's what I was taught. So that kind of brings me around to one of my other movies on my top ten, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Now, keep in mind, I didn't watch Red Dawn till I was like twenty-seven I, 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 the or twenty-eight. Yeah, the I original. Never, I never watched the original. So I, I watched the original and then the remake back to back. Keep in mind, I was like 27 or 28. I'm 38 now. So a couple of years ago, but... Yeah, like fucking last week, honestly. <laughs> but that movie had such an effect on me that I kind of realized, like, not only my own sense of patriotism, but that kind of guarding of your younger brother and the people in your charge and that kind of thing. And I think that was so very important for American men to understand. Right. So I remember watching the original when I was younger and (coughs) it being kind of um, impressed upon most of the people in that time that that was a pretty inevitable circumstance of that movie, you know, that that was most likely what was going to happen in the late 80s, you know. Something like that is 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 going to happen, and looking at that movie as kind of like a call to arms to, um, and maybe it was just my upbringing in rural Utah for the most part um, that you need to be aware of what's going on and self-sufficient and um, able to defend your what you believe in and what you, your country and, and stuff like that. I agree. Um, here, for somebody who would like watch the whole uh, 
Ukraine were to unfold. Right now, if I would say like Russia or China would invade U.S., it would be a bloodshed. Straight Absolutely. up bloodshed without military bloodshed. Like it would be brutal as fuck because in Ukraine they did not have uh, weapons to like fight off Russians in like the door to door combat, which is by far the most dangerous. <coughs> Somebody comes to your house, you fucking shoot him first. Like I know you most likely will die. Ten seconds, twenty nah, seconds later. I've watched John Wick. I know what to do. Like, no, I'm just saying, like, the army shows up in your neighborhood, you will die. It just, it's just a matter of how many soldiers well, you can get, take out it's before It's crazy to think die. about, so in China, it's, it, I mean, if you think about it in a mathematical situate like, scenario, there's a, over a billion people in China. China oh, has oh, over, oh. well, over a billion people doesn't, like, old, young the United States has 350 million people, so there's almost a four to one ratio. Every one just third, in China, every one third of American is armed. Right, but that's what China has said is like they wouldn't want to invade the United States because there's a firearm behind every blade of grass. Exactly. Um, it's it's just dumb move. That's just the what the Second Amendment has afforded us as Americans. To be able to that, that's not even what the Second Amendment for. The Second Amendment is for government. Government, yeah. That, that but it doesn't matter. But China has said if they were going to try to defeat America, they wouldn't do it by war. They do it by the economy. It, it definitely would. It would definitely never be through invasion. No, First of all, invading America at where they at is nearly impossible, and. When you actually land the troops on the ground, even worse. Well, you but have to have like ten to one. You have to have ten to one ratio per household. Not even a military per household. You are correct because you look at the Second Amendment and it says you have the right to bear arms against a tyrannical government. It doesn't mean it has to be our government. Yeah, it could be another government. Let's say North Korea decides to send all their troops over here. Good luck even meeting the ground before you're dead. But if there's, you have to look at it in a business sense now. If Target was going to overtake Walmart, they wouldn't go in there and just like kill everybody in Walmart. They would just buy them out. Yeah. And so they just buy them out, work from the top down, and say, "Hey, you guys are going to be Target now," and just buy everybody out. Okay, you're Target. That's the same thing as. How China is saying they would try to take over America. They just want to buy them out, go from the top down and say, okay, you guys are China now. Yeah, but they also depended on U.S. dollars. Used to. No, there <laughs> still are because that's where their business is at. That's where the business, like U.S. and business, U.S. and Europe is, that's where their business is at. So let's say for fucking one month they decided to be like, you know what? Fuck the China, and they just, just stop investing. That that that's where they get fucked, because that that's where the like U.S. U.S. wants to make their um, 
stuff like 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 whatever the fuck they make they make the cans with the fucking the dog collars because I just bought one that that's the only reason I bring that from <laughs> but but yeah Petco they, for sure they they, they want to buy that they buy it from China because they the manufacturing over there is much cheaper but like now now like the US has to find a way to rotate all that stuff to Mexico, Europe, like any other country. But it still stands to reason that the movie Red Dawn plays a factor in the desire I, to protect your homeland. For sure. But it also it will never happen. Like, there is no way in my future I see anybody invading yeah, you. You're going to die tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, let's bring During it back. the invasion. Let's bring sure. it back around to action movies so I've kind of worked through my most of my top 10 I think I maybe have missed one or two do you have any that you would throw into your top 10 Spencer hmm. Debbie Does Dallas doesn't count okay that's uh, got a lot of action in it Spencer I'll, go, yeah, I'll give you go yeah. ahead give you a second yeah, I would like to bring out Bloodsport Bloodsport Quest, a uh, little showdown in uh, Tokyo. A little Tokyo. Yeah, the, absolutely one of my one of my fucking favorite movies. Is it because you like Dolph? Jack Lundgren's? is a fucking male. <laughs> is it I, because you like Dolph Lundgren's oversized penis? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Oh, is is a. Yeah, it's Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. In. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. Showdown show a little. Which one is with Kurt Russell and uh, fucking? That's Big Trouble and Little China. Ooh. Anyway, both yeah. of those. <laughs> uh, that that one's one of my favorite. <laughs> Jack is in the mail. <laughs> fucking yeah. I don't know what Yeg is talking about, but fucking. Jack is in the mail. I fucking love Jack that. Burton says check us in the mail, baby. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. But first uh, of all, it was like Big Green, Trouble Green, Little China. Green Iron, Big Trouble in Little China, yes. I fucking love that movie. Fucking nailed it. First of all, Asian green eye girl fucking yeah. Send it my way. Fetish. <laughs> yes. It was great. It was great at that I have day. to say that, please, yeah. Please like and subscribe at me. <laughs> if you have not seen uh, Big Trouble in Little China, fucking great movie. Facts. Another one of those that was in the rotation. Like, mm-hmm. um, Check us in the mail, bitch. Oh, that was a great movie. And that was one of the ones that, like, when we were talking about uh, making a list was on my list. It was just because we watched it all the time. Um, we talked about it before. Quigley Down Under, which is again more of a drama than action. Um, but yeah, I think that action movies are movies in general are such a hard thing to break down because there's so many z- subgenres of um, horror action or like. Yeah. Comedy action. Um, one of my favorite all-time scenes from an action movie was from Children of Men. Oh, um, fuck. That, that movie. was brutal. That was a brutal the movie. The long take that scene? That long take scene that's yeah, just like so five wow. minutes of one take that goes through 
um, that movie 1914, 1915? 1917. 1917, yeah. sorry. Um, where the whole movie is supposed to be shot in one take. Um Great movie. I, I love that movie. That was an action-packed ride. Um, but yeah, I think that it's hard to disc- to uh, break down what my favorite movie would be when there's so many subgenres. It's a uh, it's a strange thing. And when I think about like the top ten, I don't think about my favorite top ten. I think about the top ten movies in terms of action movies. That you kind of have to see and understand to become kind of a fully-fledged man. Yeah. And that's why some of those movies are very machismo. And some of them are very broke-down versions of themselves. And that's kind of why I I made that list. Because it's like, yeah, it's easy to shoot a gun or to beat somebody up or whatever. It's more difficult to understand where that character's motivations come from. Even if you think about like uh, Mel Gibson's Riggs, you know he was a very broke down man because his wife died in an accident and, and he wanted to die but he couldn't bring himself to suicide kind of thing. So that's why he endeavored into these very reckless behaviors because he was so broken and he found a reason to live and to keep going, which was the Murtaugh family. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think movies like that are much more integral to being not only a man, but a good man, because you have to understand more than just what's out, what's inside yourself. Yeah. Um, as for children of men or even 1917, or even you could throw a bird man into that. The long takes thing was really cool when it first became a trope and yeah. then it became a trope and it became uninteresting to me. So like, Birdman came first and then 1917 where there are these whole 90 minute movies that were one alleged long take which they're not. They're micro cuts it's just hard to see. I like long takes because I kind of came up in movies in that like Jason Bourne area where it was like super fast takes, super close. Couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. But then you came out with, again, John Wick, where they were doing these long takes with a wide frame with fast action. But you were never confused about anything. You always had scope. You always understood he was shooting this way to kill this particular guy because of the way it was shot. And I think cinematography plays a huge factor in how much you enjoy a movie itself. So it's like, again, with the Bourne movies, I'm not saying they're bad movies. But with the action, it's edited so fast and it's filmed so close. When an action scene happens, you're like, okay, cool. Let me know when it's over because I don't understand shit of what's going on. There's no scope. There's no parallelization between this character or that character. It's just but, but a lot of fast movement. that John Wick's uh, franchise just slowly dropped that. It definitely disintegrated as it, sequels tend to do. The, he just kept kept dropping, dropping more because it, it started off as a very, very like um, gun focused. Like you, you know that they were like it, it became more of a gun promoting um, commercial. Is that fair to say? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they they would they would just use it as a prom- promotion to the guns, and I know f- fun like. 
This viper's got fangs. <laughs> so what yeah. do you think about in talking about like John Wick being more of a promotion of guns um, going the opposite direction uh, on Bach Ooh. or the Protector series? That's series. actually an incredible question because the first time I watched Ong Bak, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" I guy? was like, "I don't want to watch a movie that's like dubbed and all this other things." And then you start seeing the action kicked in, and again, it goes back to that kind of reluctant action hero. Ong Bak didn't want to fight, or sorry, not Ong Bak. His character wasn't named Ong Bak. It was uh, uh, Ping. Yeah, Ong Bak was the statue that he was trying to retrieve, but when Ping didn't actually want to fight even though he knew he could take everybody. And then when it finally came about that he had to, he was fucking relentless. He did like he'd fuck anybody up who got in his way. Cinematography wise, that was so cool because no wires, no bullshit. It was just like straightforward knees, elbows, yeah. hurting people. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, me too. I that was totally, I mean, in an era of, like, guns and, and and movie tricks or camera tricks, it was just, I think, super refreshing to see, like, people or an actor like Tony Jaa doing crazy shit for reals. Yeah, no wires, no CGI. Yeah. Just absolute him and his pure talent. Yeah. Have any of you watched the... Yes. Sorry, go ahead. Have any of you watched the show called My Name on Netflix? No. No. It's a Korean show about the girl avenging her death. death. And it's fucking brutal. It My is, Name? My Name. It, it mm. is... It is one of the best shows. One of the best soundtracks... Like, the sh- the show has very very good soundtrack. On top of the fact that the story is good, because you, um, I don't want to spoil it, but like you watch that show, it's like it's like eight nine episode episodes, but it's really 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 fucking good. Hmm. I'm really, it's questioning it, why my feed has not recommended that because I watch all those stupid it fucking is, shows. <laughs> like, it is really it's but like there's there's um, two Korean shows that I would absolutely recommend. My name and uh, I forgot what the other one is, but it's about um, like demons spawning randomly. I forgot what it's called. Hell Hellhound. I don't think I've seen that one. You, you've seen Hellhound? Is that the one where they're in the... They're kind of like in a school or a university or something like that? No. Oh. That, that one where the demons start spawning randomly and grabbing people from the real world. And um, there's a religion that gets created out of nowhere. Hmm. Where they believe that all of those people who've been dragged are sinners. Until the baby gets born and that baby gets marked for death. 
So, so yeah. So the, therefore, the baby cannot be cannot be a sinner because he's just barely born. born. They're, yeah. they're, therefore, the whole concept just flawed. It's a prequel to that shitty Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days. <laughs> much better. So if you were going to add any to the top ten movies for men, what would, what would you throw in? Uh, fifth Element, for, uh, the professional... Um, Look, look, look! Basson definitely did the number on me. Um, what, what's the number? What, uh, what's the name of parkour movie? District Thirteen. This District Thirteen definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was thinking of District Nine. Um, no, I love that movie. <laughs> though. Is that a parkour movie? I don't remember <laughs> parkour. District Nine is supposed Nine. to be a Halo movie. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be District Thirteen. Is the the parkour? It's a remake of a French movie but so in in that question of like I guess top 10 movies for action movies for manliness I don't know top 10 action movies and maybe it's not an action movie as much as it is a horror movie but Aliens that's definitely on the list that's like that's I mean um that was That's definitely one of the movie. first movies where the female was a lead character as a yeah and, and like not not even Sarah, Sarah Connor like that was like straight up she was Ripley the, Ripley. Ripley she was hardcore like the main character isn't it always funny how like modern day Disney tends to think that men don't love strong female no, characters it's, it's, it's but it's not, like it's no 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 we is. just don't like your female characters yeah. no, James no. Cameron knows how you, to make you, female you, characters because no, you had Sarah Connor you had Ripley James Cameron like you can make a good female character like straight up like us Lara Croft we love Lara Croft yeah but would did we... James Cameron make that character though <laughs> no, or that was, that was no it, that's individual I don't think Lara Croft holds up this sounds so misogynistic, but I don't think Laura Croft holds up if you have an equally strong male character. Because if, like, think about the equivalent of Laura Indiana Croft, Jones. Oh, well, Indiana big, Jones. Uh, you put Indiana Jones and Laura Croft in the same Lara, movie. I, would pick Lara I don't Croft. know because it's you're cross-referencing. <laughs> have like, you seen Angelina Jolie? Like, I would pick that Lara Croft. I don't know, but like Harrison Ford, I'd be like, nope, no. The things. reason why the Tomb Raider movies to me were super unbelievable is because Angelina Jolie was the lead character, and it's like I agree. Bullshit! She can't do that. Look at those arms. <laughs> Like, no way she's doing a chin-up. No way. There like, is no way. Um, she's ripped. I don't give a shit. She's attractive. That's the she problem. She can beat the shit out of you, and I would bet my money. No. No. Dang. I, I would choke <laughs> slam Angelina Jolie, and she oh, would like it. Would not win against Angelina. No. Would, she would beat your ass like a goddamn drunk. No. She would be like, and, <laughs> like what are you saying, bitch? She's like 12 years older than me. No. Yeah, I, know. I could take her in a More. fight right now. <laughs> if it was like, I would bet on Angelina Jolie yeah, over you. I don't you. care. Like, any how pretty Angelina Jolie is, like, she's a pretty lady. I am fucking five but years like, younger than you, and I would lose the fucking. If fight. you put like Amanda Nunez in Laura Croft's position in that movie, different like, story. Different story. 
she is very capable and she's a very tough lady. Like, yeah, yeah, that's believable. She could do that shit. Yeah, she fucked Brad Pitt. You did you fuck Brad Pitt? <laughs> that's none of your business. No, it, it really does come down to if you cannot juxtapose a strong female character against a strong male character and show how strong she is, it doesn't count to me. Because again, going back to James Cameron, okay, Aliens. You had Sigourney Weaver's Ripley against Hicks, right? And Hicks was like the strong male character because he was the the de facto leader of the Marines, the Colonial Marines. Yeah, and she basically Ripley was by far the best character in the entire fucking Alien franchise. Okay, but by a mile, that's fine. But her the actions that she that she was tasked to do in the movie were believable for her exactly especially when she was called on so like when hicks got wounded he kind of became useless and her maternal instincts took over to go find newt and to go rescue newt even though that meant she had to walk into a fucking death trap to go do it she did it right and then you look at uh sarah connor juxtaposed with the t-800 who is in fact, a fucking robot with no emotions, and she still let her maternal instincts and her desire to save humanity to bypass all of his robotic logical instinct. She pushed past that. That's how you show how strong a female character is, is also, by juxtaposition, not by just saying, oh, she's strong, like Ray, who they okay. go. It's just, just like, so the yeah. Difference between, okay, also really? The difference that's between, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do not bring Raiden fucking this. No, it's just no, it's a color. It's a useless character. Let's let's I want to hear what Spencer's gotta say. You have to look at the difference between Sarah Connor in Terminator One and Sarah Connor in Terminator Two. Exactly. Because Sarah Connor in Terminator One was like helpless and needed uh whatever his name was. Savings. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese, yeah. But his help and was T2, like looking she's for her. Yeah. T2, she's doing chin-ups. She's doing push-ups and shit she's like that. Ripped. She's ripped. And it's very believable that she could hold her own. Like, But even that, they give a backstory to. That, yeah. that she was shacking and up with every military guy. Into this? No, no, hold on. You, you got Ray. No, but no. also Ray. The difference between that character and Ray is Ray has the Force. Like no, Ray, Ray's useless. No, it, you it's might the as simple well bring fact a that child to the fight. <laughs> Sarah Connor start. Sarah Connor started as a weak character who could not fend for herself, and she grew herself into being a character who could, yeah. who could do more than just was, be the the helpless female. Like she was. Strong and she was capable because well, she taught Sarah herself. Kind of I, I'm just saying, there's a lot of more T2, she could female do characters that yeah, those were gangster, much, much better characters than Ray. But the reason I throw Ray into it is the juxtaposition. That was a low blow. That, 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 that's it's, what it no, was. it's not a, no, low blow. a low blow. It's drawing you a parallel. You bring a real character in. <laughs> you're, you're not getting it. I, it's, it's the simple fact that I'm showing I feel like juxtaposition. You're just to low blow. That, 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 that's what no, it is. I wouldn't do that. That's cheap. <laughs> I would not. 
I didn't. No, I, Ray is just lazy right no, now. No, Ray is lazy, lazy, like so lazy, like you should not even bring her fucking up. I don't know. I liked it. The Force Awakens, I liked it. I liked The Force Awakens. Everything after that was just trash. Yeah. I did not like even Force Awakens. I can't. Jesus Christ. Uh, Am I the only reasonable person here? Fucking I liked the second one, too. I mean, it was entertaining. Like listen, I liked the I second have, one all the way up until the last act, and then I was like, this movie just went. Uh, I can't remember. I actually, actually... Is that where they're fighting in the forest? Uh, no, they're fighting... Uh, yeah, and most of them are most of the guards the are just like standing there. Like, at the same time, it's uh, like you have to take into the here into consideration the strength of the force. Like you're the throne room fight. It doesn't have to, to do with any like, any of the the prequels. Like they were a joke. But are they? To, like, is that what they're saying? Is like is does force overpower the strength of the force overpower physical ability? Like no, I I think the problem I really have with it is especially because I'm a little bit older, too. Is that understanding just by like a little bit? But <laughs> hey, yeah, you see that blank space in the table right there? It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. You mind sitting on that and going fucking? You yourself? might want to fucking bat your head into it. <laughs> Because, oh my god, you're so... No, yeah. it's... Continue. You think about the moment in Empire Strikes Back where Luke is trying to lift the X-Wing out of the swamp, right? Yeah. And he says, I can't do it. It's impossible. And then Yoda does it. And he says, it's it's not impossible. It's just you, basically. I can't remember the line. But you then, just fucking suck. Yeah, you just suck. <laughs> Try harder. But... Ray never had to do that. She was just like, oh, the writer said I could do this, so I'm going to do this. I can lift... 800 million tons of rock with my mind because the writer said I can versus actually having to go through the training and actually mm-hmm. have to learn it. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes her a weak character. It's not that her character is weak. She's just poorly written. Yeah, because there was there was no earning those abilities. Yeah. There was no sense of I have to go through hardship to learn how to do these things. Justified it and I know everything you just said makes well, absolutely Luke had so many sense. movies to I still hate it. To character build into it and then poorly they had the same amount of movies. Poorly written. Was it was that three? Each of them had three. Luke had three. Ray had three. Hmm. But was there three? Yeah. Yeah there's so there's uh a new hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi for Luke. And then for Ray, it was Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Rise Sky- of the Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh. But by the time she reached the end of her second movie, she could do things that Luke couldn't even dream of doing. because Luke was a bitch, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's the son of the <laughs> no, chosen it was, one. It was absolutely <laughs> fucking poorly written fucking show. Yeah, but he was... The Chosen One was Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Uh, and he got defeated actually, by Luke. No, Luke Skywalker was wrong. the Chosen <laughs> One. Which proves my point. Luke Skywalker yeah. was the Chosen One. No. I don't, I'm not that deep into No, because uh, the Luke, rule, Star Wars Luke, rule of two. We'll have to debate this another time. No, we, we're going to debate Maybe it that's now. Gonna be a Luke Star Wars was the fucking episode. Chosen One. And that's it. Argument is over. <laughs> Dave, you fucking better reply back right Anyways, now. Anyways, what's number 10? We, we did not even go through like seven. We went through more than that. You need to drink some water. I do not drink <laughs> water. 
Oh, that's right. He doesn't drink water. <laughs> What's number 10? I don't know if there is a number 10. I think we covered like eight or nine. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's plenty. We covered a couple of mine, a couple of yours, a couple of his. his Fair enough. Bucky's. Yeah, I think that's here. good. Yig's getting mad about Star Wars, so I think it's a good time. I'm not to... getting mad about Star Wars. I'm just saying, like, you're wrong. But that's... Hey, <laughs> hey. Kylo Ren was better than okay, Vader. Okay, now that we've... What? Been, now that we've gone through it... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I was going to throw your own <laughs> mic at you. Let's go through and say favorite action movie of all time. Ooh. Somebody else is going to have to go first. Oh, man. After talking about it, all these... I'm going to have to say tombstone because it covers all my bases I'm I'm definitely not my favorite but at this point just to piss off fucking Dave it's Lara Croft because she's amazing uh, oh great choice dude it's good to know that I was firm in believing that you're wrong Dave <laughs> I would beat you both down right now and fucking Except you got a bad knee and uh, with my bad knee I would fucking beat you like a fucking drum. <laughs> this fucking guy. You promises, know what? Promises. <laughs> I'm gonna go with your answer too. Really Tombstone. That does cover all the bases. Yeah. It really does. And the whole uh like machismo, brotherhood, familyhood, doing what's right, everything that goes with that, like it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I and I fucking love this shit. Val Kilmer was awesome. Yeah. Doc Holiday, Val Kilmer. Well, let's, luckily the whoever wins this fight, upcoming fight, is gonna be the right throw. Yig. You don't want to fight me, dude. Yeah, because I'm fucking going to kill you. I'm sorry. Look over to him. Look over to him. Yeah. Ask him what my nickname was again. Pussy. <laughs> Rhymes with Dave Lick. <laughs> my asshole. <laughs> Gets torn open by Alan Richson, allegedly. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.